Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Hi, I'm Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF podcast. Voices is the most stimulating gathering of fashion industry leaders on the planet. What makes Voices different is that we mix our industry with fascinating people from other sectors. From the worlds of economics, activism, health and wellness, medicine, film, philanthropy, technology, media, and so many more, fashion doesn't live in a bubble, and nor should it. This is one of the sessions from our 2017 gathering. 
So I first came across Ellen MacArthur when I read about her trip circumnavigating the globe. In 2005, she became the fastest solo sailor to go all around the world. And she remains one of the UK's most successful offshore racers, having won races all over the world. But the reason we had her at Voices 2017 was because she's also a pioneer in thinking around the circular economy. We all know that the fashion industry is one of the most polluting industries in the world. And through Ellen MacArthur's research, we've learned about how fashion can start to adopt and understand and embrace circular economy thinking. In 2017, she released a new report on this idea, and we were really excited to have her at Voices to share her insights and a little bit about her personal story, because it's fascinating to hear from someone who's taken that kind of personal risk and journey. So here's Ellen MacArthur at Voices 2017, talking about the power of circularity. Just a quick note, this conversation was recorded live in front of an audience, so please excuse any audio issues. First of all, I never, ever thought that I would be standing here. Because as a child, from the age of four, all I ever wanted to do was go sailing. My dream was to somehow sail around the world. So imagine how it felt for a girl who grew up as far from the sea as you can get in this country to be sitting in front of a man in a boardroom just four years after leaving school, with him having the opportunity, the decision to say yes or no. Luckily, he said yes, and that led to the most amazing eight years of sailing boats like this around the world. It was my absolute dream. The boat here in the picture is a very special one. I sailed her around the world in 2005, and that was the boat on which I became the fastest person ever to sail solo nonstop around the world. And it was absolutely incredible. It takes you into a completely different space. You leave, you cross the start line, you probably won't see land at all until you cross the finish line, just over 70 days later. You sail in the middle of the oceans, the Atlantic, you go down into the Southern Ocean. At times, you are 2,500 miles away from the nearest town. The closest people to you are those manning the European Space Station above. You really are in the middle of nowhere. And these boats are pretty out there. That, that boat was so big that I could climb inside that mast all the way to the top. She was 75 feet long, 60 foot wide. She was a real beast. And it's hard to describe what it's like sailing one of these boats. They are just awesome. They are so powerful. But it's a bit like living on adrenaline, living on your nerves. You know, if you try and sail one of these things, you are white knuckle sailing. If you're driving a car, 10 miles an hour, take it kilometers an hour, 30, 40, 50, it's not that stressful. Take that to 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. You're gripping that wheel with white knuckles and you're doing everything you can to keep that car on the road. You're full of life. Then take that car off-road. Remove the windscreen, the windscreen wipers, of course, the headlights. You're off-road. It's even harder to keep that car the right way up because you're traveling so quickly. That's what it's like on one of these, day and night, 24-7. You have to sail the boat as fast as possible in order to break the record around the world. And now think of the preparation for that. You're going to sea for over 70 days. If I said to you all now, go off into the nearest town, Oxford, Banbury, and you find 
everything you need for your survival for the next month, two months, let's say 70 days. That's food, that's fuel, that's medical equipment, toothpaste, spare clothes. And you have to take the minimum, because you're trying to be fast. If that boat's too heavy, it will actually break. It needs to be light to be fast to be safe. It's a massive, massive thing to do. And that's what we do when we sail around the world. And that's what brought me here to this stage. Not the sailing, per se, but that understanding what finite means. When you're two and a half thousand miles away from the nearest town, and what you have on that boat is all you have, you really understand what finite means. What we have is all we have, there is no more. And I translated that understanding of finite that, to be frank, I was never looking for, to our global economy. And I began to realize our global economy is, in fact, no different from that boat. We have finite materials available to us, really once in the history of humanity. And yet, when I began to learn about these materials, when I began to try to understa understand what our global economy looks like, I thought there was a magic answer. I thought there were loads of materials. When you dig into it, actually, there really aren't. You know, oil is not going to last forever. We don't know exactly how long, but it won't be around forever. Metals, polymers, all of these things that we feed into our economy, they won't be around forever. And I thought there were magic solutions out there when I first thought of this, you know, first time outside of my headspace of sailing. But when I talked to people about solutions, the solutions were about using less. The solutions were making a garment with less material, making a car with less material, using a little bit less energy to do that. And of course, if you have finite materials, you are very careful with how you use them, once you realize that fact. But just using less is not a solution. It buys you time. What fascinated me was, what does success look like for the global economy? If we've got finite resources and we're using them up, that's not really very sexy. What actually really could work? And it was through talking to more experts, scientists, CEOs, as many people as I could, that the pin began to drop. What if we could build that economy in a circular rather than linear way? Linear takes something out of the ground, makes something out of it, throw it away. Circular, when you design that product, you take that material and you design that product to fit within a cycle. That cycle might be technical. It might use metals and plastics. So let's design it so we can get them out and feed them back into the economy again. What if it's biological? What if it's cotton? Or what if it's wood? Or what if it's food? Well, design that so those materials can fit within that cycle. And suddenly, my, my fear of what will the future look like turned into the biggest opportunity I had ever laid eyes on. There is a way whereby we can run our global economy in a restorative and gener regenerative way. We can switch from linear to circular, and we can build it so it really can run in the long term. And I'd like to put up the butterfly diagram, which we generated with the foundation to try to understand the circular economy in more detail. And you may think the circular economy, it's all about recycling. That's not true. Because when you look at this diagram, you have biological on the left, anything that biodegrades. On the right, you have technical, that's plastics and polymers. The most value, economic value, which by this stage we'd worked out was billions of US dollars, 500 billion US dollars for the fashion industry. A lot of the value lies on the inner loops. If you can resell the same product, if you can provide it as a service, if you can remanufacture, if you can decomponentize, and then when it's no longer the right thing to have or technology's moved on, you've designed it so you can get out those materials and feed them into the next pair of socks or the next iPhone. You're building for a system. 
a system that can run in the long term. It was the most exciting thing that I'd ever come across. And you know, we call that the butterfly diagram. And I'd like to think of a butterfly as being beautiful. And I think you know, the fashion industry is very much about beauty, the most gorgeous garments presented in the most outrageous and, and thought-provoking ways. But is it beautiful if 73% of 53 million tons of garments produced every year end up in landfill or incinerated? Is that a beautiful system? What about the innovation and the creativity to design garments in ways whereby they can be provided to the customer in a different way, but they can be designed in a way whereby the raw material that sits within them is valuable at the end of their life, either as a garment resold, a garment shared, or a garment which is deconstructed and fed back into that system. And on this journey of understanding circular economy, we've looked at many, many different areas of the global economy, automotive, medium complexity goods, fast-moving consumer goods. The latest study we've done to try and understand the industry is fashion. And we launched this report just two days ago in London. Uh, Stella McCartney was there uh, as the voice of fashion from our perspective who really understands that industry. And now what's really interesting is what we learned. You know, we did not know the numbers about the fashion industry. But as I said, 53 million tons, 73% ends up landfilled or incinerated. An industry which in the last 15 years has seen the volume of garments double, yet we wear them a third less. We found out that the CO2 emitted by the industry today is more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. And yet, look at China. It's going to double in the next 10 years. So we have finite resources we're feeding into a linear industry in really not a very clever way. What we've outlined in this report is what success could look like for that industry if it's designed in a restorative and regenerative way. If you, when you build a piece of fabric, for example, you create textiles, design it in a way whereby it fits to a cycle. This is Rona Climatex. That fabric is designed to be entirely non-toxic, completely biodegradable. You could actually eat it if you felt like it, though it probably isn't designed to taste too good. Sure, that could be fixed. But if fibers leak out of this, and this report showed five, sorry, half a million tons of microfibers leak, leach out of the washing systems of the world every year. That's plastic into the oceans. We don't know the implications of that. If you design a fabric like this in the biocycle, if the fibers leach out, it's no big deal. It's designed for the biocycle. It's going to end up going into the rivers, but it's non-toxic. It's biodegradable. What if it's plastics? What if you need plastic in your item, in your garment? Design it out of a material that can feed back into the system. Think about what your garments are designed out of so we really can build the most beautiful fashion industry. Not just beautiful on the catwalk, not just beautiful on all the individuals who are lucky enough to have those items, but also beautiful in the wider sense. Beautiful so it really can resonate across the world and show other industries just what is possible. Thank you. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. Um, The concept of circular economy is so appealing to me. But as you, you know, you have leaders of the fashion industry in the room, as you think about the first steps that a CEO or a designer or someone running their own fashion business can take. You know, what, what are the first steps? Where do, where do we start? Well, there are two elements to this. The first is, how do you actually fix this? And we felt very strongly that there were four specific points. One is to phase out substances of concern, so toxins. Um, from the dyeing process, from the manufacturing process, or if they're in the manufacturing process, make sure they stay enclosed within the the unit. Um, And also inhibit microfiber release, that was number one. The second one was to increase utility of garments. You know, we have companies like Y Closet in China, five million users, you pay per month, you have an app and you get whatever clothing you want. So it's a rental model. It's a rental model, like um, Real Real is uh, secondhand clothing, rent the runway in the US, valued at 1 billion US dollars. That's one element. So increase the utility of the clothing. It doesn't have to be a rental model, but how can you build something that has that value for longer? Um, the third is to look at the, the design um, of the clothing. So, so what are you putting into the clothing? You know, how is the clothing constructed? Um, 
design it in a way so you can really radically increase recycling, in increasing the ambition. And the, four, the, sorry, the, the fourth element is also really important. What inputs go into that? So not just how can you recycle that material, but what are you actually feeding into the industry? Are there new textiles made out of uh, viscose, for example, or from wood pulp, or from reconstituted cotton? There are many innovations out there. What do you feed into the system to make it work? And, and that what lies above all those four is the vision of where we're trying to get to, because there's some amazing stuff going on within the fashion industry, innovation, sustainability. But paint that picture of what does success look like for all of us? Raise the level of ambition so we get way past 1% of textile yeah. recycled into textiles, which is tiny. And then the third one is collaboration like we have never seen before. Because if we don't work together to make this happen, if we don't collect those, um, those feedstocks together, if we can't put that material that we collectively choose going into the industry together, if we can't all work together on these solutions, then we won't have the economies of scale. So that's absolutely vital. Okay. We have a, a few minutes now. If anyone has questions from the audience, just raise your hand. We have a couple of microphones on either side of the room. There's one, one question right in the back there, Simon. And if there's another question, raise your hand, and we'll make sure that a microphone comes to you. Hi. Thank you so much for your talk. Um, I was wondering, when we talk about sustainability, and we talk about kind of fast fashion and, and maybe eradicating this fast fashion model from the industry, one of the things that comes up is economic privilege, right? Mm -hmm. How do poor people then buy clothes, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was just wondering if this has been any part of your study or any like part of the consideration that you could shed some light on. I think that's, that's a really good point. And the economic side of the circular economy is something that we've been looking at you know, from the beginning intensively. I think in building a restorative and regenerative system, you're not just changing the design of a product, but you're also changing the business models. And we're used to buying clothing. You know, that's what we do, we buy clothes, but we're seeing new business models emerge whereby you often don't buy the clothing. With, with Y Closet in China, you don't buy it. You know, when it, you finish with that garment, it goes back into the system. And these organizations, they tend to have different tariffs. So you can have a certain number of garments a month or more a month or higher value garments every month. You know, there are many, many different tariffs that can enable this. And I think in the, in the, in the poorer countries, not just the business model that could enable this, because there could be a really low tariff to have you know, basic clothes to, to, you know, to, to wear, but also what they're designed out of. Because if you end up with a piece of clothing which you, you, maybe you do buy, and it's designed so it's a biological nutrient, maybe your T-shirt ends up growing your vegetables in the future, or your corn, or your, f your feedstock. So I think you know, there are many questions we need to answer. We don't have all of them. We do know that a, an organic cotton non-toxic T-shirt costs between 7 and $9. You know, it's, it's a lot to some people, a huge amount, but it's, you know, we're not talking about hundreds of dollars. And we're only just beginning. You know, fast fashion works because of economies of scale. Some of these new innovations, when they scale, they really can work. There's a question in the front uh, from Julie. Thanks, Ellen. Uh, you're so inspiring, uh, especially right now, and thank you for being a leader in that. Um, first question, where do you get the report? <laughs> So for everybody knows where they can get it. And second, you recently, you, you launched the report uh, just recently, and you talked about the new textile economy, mm -hmm. and you talked about the profitability in business and the new business there. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's actually one of the things we've discussed a lot, is how you can use new business and profits mm -hmm. as incentive for yep. doing some of these things. So if you could just talk a little bit about that. 
We, we looked at the value in a circular textiles economy, and we called it the future of fashion. A new textiles economy redesigning fashion's future. I mean, it's really the future of the economy because a linear economy can't work. It doesn't matter if you're in fashion or automotive or you know, plastic packaging, it can't run in the long term. Um, and you know, the trajectory of fashion is really not great. So what's the economic benefit to shifting? And that's one of the biggest questions we asked in this report. And we believe you know, 500 billion US dollars worth of economic opportunity is there because we don't utilize fashion at a, or fashion clothing textiles at a high enough level. 100 billion US dollars worth of economic opportunity in the raw materials themselves. You know, if we can feed those back in and we can recycle that material, that's a massive amount of value to be captured. And the new business models we've seen, I've, you know, I've mentioned many of them. There are new business models springing up, you know, baby clothing in Denmark that you rent. A baby wears clothing for a few weeks and then no longer. And we, you know, we all pass it on. It is actually fairly circular in some ways, but is it designed in that way? Is it designed not using toxins? Is it designed so actually perhaps it's higher quality and it can cycle many times? Or maybe it's something that has to be virtually disposable, but once it goes back to the manufacturer, they know what to do with it. So I think we see these business models across the world and five million users for Y Closet in China. I mean, that's big and that's in two years. So the report can be downloaded oh, where? The most important question, uh, ellenmacarthurfoundation.org. You'll right. see all our reports there, the most recent of which is the new textiles economy. Thanks for listening to the Business of Fashion podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and subscribe today. Don't forget to visit businessoffashion.com to learn more about BOF and everything that we do. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.